0: Welcome to the Just Pause podcast with me, Claire Edwards. Today, you have me, Um, and I'm here to talk about an amazing book called Fast Like a Girl, and it's by Dr Mindy Peltz. I'm going to get out of the way now and just let myself chat to you about how incredible this book is, and so hopefully you come away feeling just as blown away as me. But before we begin, let's take a smooth breath in, a long breath out just pause. Hello everyone. So um, as mentioned in the intro, you have me today Um, and I'm super excited to talk to you about a book. I've been listening to it on on Audible. I don't have um, probably the headspace time to read. I'm one of these people that um, read before bed, but if I read anything that switches my brain on, like this book certainly does that we're going to talk about today, um, I then just don't sleep. So, so I definitely try and just keep my bedtime reading to complete trash novels. So if anyone has any recommendations, please send them my way. Um, but we're going to talk today about an incredible book called Fast Like a Girl and it's by Dr Mindy Peltz. It was actually mentioned on the podcast by Claire Honor from Leopard's Life which is incredible if you haven't listened to that episode that is series 1 episode 12 so go back and have a listen to that if you haven't already and Claire discovered this a different Claire to me um obviously Claires are amazing. <laughs> so um but or either, either that or we have just sciencey geeky brains um that like to look into things like this, um but this book that I've been listening to is uh yeah really changing my opinion on fasting um I haven't done too much of it myself. I've done a couple of juice fasts and things in the past, which have been really, really amazing, and I've enjoyed the results from those, but I've never thought particularly that I could. Fit fasting into my lifestyle or into, um, yeah, into kind of day to day. Just because when I have tried to do intermittent fasting, um, I just haven't felt good, or I've then felt really tired, or it's felt difficult. And actually, listening to what, um, Doctor Mindy Peltz is saying in this book, has really made me rethink that and almost want to go back and perhaps have another go, um, because it's all about trying to tie in the act of fasting along with your monthly cycle Uh, and this can work whether you have a regular cycle or not so if you're um, if you've still got a regular cycle um, you're pre-perimenopausal or even if perhaps you haven't had a regular cycle ever in your life um, fasting may help to regulate that a little bit but um, also you can do it alongside the Um, the cycle of the moon so I'll go a little bit more into that later on but I'm going to try as best I can um, because I'm actually not all the way through this book I was just so excited to uh, find out what I have so far and share it with everyone and basically encourage everyone to go and get a copy of this book or to listen to it on audible because it's literally blowing my mind (laughs) so yeah I wanted to share this with all of you and so yeah if perhaps you're somebody that has tried fasting a bit like myself um in the past and perhaps not succeeded or not felt it was fitting right into your lifestyle um you can absolutely try matching the fasting up with your cycle and this can really help regulate hormones so as i said if you do, perhaps don't have a regular cycle at the moment and you're pre Perimenopausal, and you've not got anything else, um, kind of going on, um, hormonal side of things or general health related side of things. This can, this might be able to help just regulate your hormone cycle. Um, it can improve your energy and your brain fog, which I guess is always a win, um, regardless of whether you're perimenopausal or not. I know busy people, busy lives. Sometimes it all gets a bit much. Your energy feels low. And yeah, you might even still get brain fog if you haven't had your cup of coffee in the morning. Um, And it will kind of help you um, maintain or you can lose weight with this if that's your desired outcome. Uh, But it can also help you maintain a really nice, healthy, natural body weight. So um, it just seems super beneficial. Um, So we're going to talk a little bit more about perhaps how how you should fast. And the most important thing really to begin with is to get to know your cycle. So I know I've done an episode on this um, last series, which is all about your menstrual cycle. So we're going to briefly go back over that, but also fit in how a fasting lifestyle might um, fit in with all of these different parts. Because this is kind of the bit that I love the most because I'm definitely somebody that does like being healthy and does like following rules, but then also likes to have some time where I can just relax and chill out and then not have to do any of that. And this way, this kind of fasting lifestyle can absolutely give you that. So we're going to go through um, a normal kind of menstrual menstrual cycle um, for a um, anyone between um, the age of puberty and perhaps perimenopause, I'm going to use the standard cycle length, um, which is about 28 days. Um, so this can be used as a point of reference only. So really don't worry if um, your cycle is not exactly 28 days because it, it doesn't matter if it fluctuates. Um, and as I said, if you don't have a regular cycle um, for whatever reason, you can also use the moon cycle so I'm going to try and incorporate all of this into what we're just about to say so your first part of your cycle is from day one when you start to bleed so when menstruation starts up to about day seven so period if you've got a regular cycle will probably have stopped by then um, because it can be anywhere between kind of three and six or seven days um and if, again, you haven't got a cycle, this is where the new moon is. And from that point onwards, so from the day of the full moon onwards till about day seven after the full moon, your hormones are at a low level. Um, it's essentially winter. I know, again, in the last series we had um an episode all about kind of Ayurvedic Practitioning and there was lots said in that about matching your cycle up to seasons of the year, Um, so I also wanted to try and incorporate that because I think it really helps give a sense of what our body is experiencing at that point Um, so although it's winter and we might be feeling perhaps a little bit um, depleted but our hormone level is also low. So in terms of in terms of depleted, we're feeling low in our hormone level. And actually, that is an incredible time to fast because it's better to do it when your hormone level is low than when your hormone level is high. So just to give you an idea of the length of fasting you can do, and I would say or perhaps recommend um, building this up gently or I'm going to put all of um, Dr Mindy Peltz's links and things in the comments of this episode and also all over socials because she does some amazing YouTube um, kind of videos and she's got a really good um, almost like online family that you can join and be part of so I if you're interested in this, I urge you to go and seek her out um, and listen to the audiobook. Be hopefully be as blown away as me. So the first day of our cycle is the first day of our period when we bleed, our menstruation, and this first period of our cycle. Um, I perhaps I shouldn't use the word period because it's very confusing, but um I might uh like first stage, let's say first stage of our cycle, um which is between day one and day seven. This will be, if you haven't got a, a regular cycle, this will be the first day of the new moon or when the new moon happens, um, up to kind of six or seven days after the new moon. And at this stage, if you've got a regular cycle, um our hormone level is low. Essentially, our body is in its winter mode um, as we're going through menstruation. And because our hormone levels are low, we can actually introduce a slightly longer fasting period if that's what we would like to do. So lots of benefits for different fasting levels here and times, which I'll go into a little bit later on. But your fasting window for your menstruation stage this first stage of your cycle could be anything between 13 and 72 hours and I know that um, perhaps the thought of doing a 72 hour fast or even more than that you can do more than that um, a water fast um, can be super super beneficial we'll go through more of that later Um, but really if you're wanting your hormones to be nice and happy and balanced Just trying to even hit the minimum, which is the 13 hours, is a great place to start. And as you get used to the fasting lifestyle more and more or want to kind of read into more of the benefits of the slightly longer fasts, which don't need to be done all the time, um, you could perhaps do one or two 72-hour fasts um, a year if that's something that you were keen to do. But again, we'll go into more of that a little bit later on. Um, So if this first stage you could go through... um, anything between 13 and 72 hours of fasting and your body will respond really well to that because the hormones are low um estrogen is starting to build a little bit but um estrogen actually loves um a fasting lifestyle so it will really support um that boost of estrogen that we need to um make ovulation happen later on so actually it's super beneficial for your body um if you can do things and just as a little reminder because a bit like anyone else, I love my food and the thought of going into an intermittent fasting lifestyle um, might just feel uh, like it's not going to fit into my life and my schedule's all over the place and I just want to eat when I'm hungry and <laughs> all of that. But actually, if you think about the time when you're asleep, which I know if you've got children might be less um, or depending on your sleep patterns and sleep um, hygiene, that kind of thing might be less. Um, But in theory, you should be asleep for perhaps six to eight hours um, of that. I mean, eight hours of sleep sounds utterly dreamy. So um, I'm very jealous of anyone that's got that. Uh, (laughs) I do get that sometimes, but not very often. Um, But at least six to eight hours of that, you should be asleep. So if you're thinking about your um, fasting window, say it is 13 hours, which is the kind of minimum amount for your body to reap the benefits of fasting, Um, You can kind of take six to eight hours out of the equation and then just perhaps push your dinner time a little bit earlier, perhaps your breakfast time a little bit later. And then you've um, done your intermittent fast and your body's had time uh, to work its magic, which, again, we'll go in a little bit more um, to all of that detail later on. So moving on to the next uh, phase of your cycle um, this is from about day 8 to 13 and this is our spring phase in the body it's our follicular phase and that is when your ovaries are growing a follicle and that will become an egg eventually and this is where the estrogen or the estrogen because uh, i've been listening to dr mindy's uh, book so much um, and Ameri- in america they definitely say estrogen rather than estrogen so sorry about that uh, i've been brainwashed already um And that's when oestrogen will build, uh, will start to build um, to allow that egg to eventually be released. And at this point, um, because the oestrogen is building and those hormone levels are getting a little bit higher, even though oestrogen loves fasting, we want to support our body. Um, as the hormone levels rise, which is why, in previous times where you might have tried intermittent fasting, you may just have been unfortunate and perhaps hit a time in your cycle where your hormone levels were high. And so your body will have actually naturally found it much more difficult to fast than it would have done um, in a time where you're in the cycle where your hormones are lower. So just keep that. Um, Kind of to one side really um but for this time this amount of time you can um still do the intermittent fasting but it, i would say between 13 and 15 hours is what um dr mindy peltz um, recommends here so you can do the intermittent fast but no longer fasting periods um more than 15 hours just to help support your body and support that build of estrogen so moving on to the next stage in our cycle and if you haven't got a regular cycle this is this will be when the full moon um is around which is re- i don't know if anyone else feels a little bit of energy perhaps when the full moon is around um i certainly do but um it's each to their own i've only just started kind of paying a bit more attention to that kind of thing so um and that's been really lovely to um just acknowledge and um, but this time of your cycle between day 14 and 18 is right in the middle of your cycle and this is when ovulation happens in a kind of regular um, cycle aspect and this is when the hormone levels again have kind of almost dropped a bit the estrogen has peaked and it's starting to drop off and the progesterone is starting to rise so you've got this little mini drop of hormones at this point so this is another point where you could actually do a slightly longer fast period if you wanted to. So, again, the recommended uh, fast time goes back up to anything between 13 and 72 hours. So, again, if you wanted to try one of those longer fasts in this summer phase between day 14 and 18 or the full moon, if you haven't got a regular cycle, um, that is the time to do it, which... um fits in really quite well because you should in theory have or feel like you've got a bit more energy here your sex drive might be high um, so everything should be feeling pretty good so it's a nice time to perhaps do um, a little bit extra if that's what you're feeling at that point and the last stage of our cycle our autumn phase our luteal phase is from day 19 to 28 And this is when progesterone really builds. So again, the hormone levels are increasing and almost the opposite. So just like oestrogen really enjoys a kind of fasting lifestyle, progesterone, not so much. So this is the bit that I love the best um, is that actually um, it's recommended that you do no fasting during this luteal phase. So the last... Period, um, of your cycle, last phase of your cycle, um, before your period starts. Again, sorry for using the word period. I need to uh, try and cut that out while I'm talking about different things in this episode. Um, but this is more about the nurturing stage. So, yeah, really, really lovely nurturing time here. Um, not necessarily meaning that you just need to go and like stuff whatever food into your face. Try and still be um, good to your body. Um, I haven't quite got to this um, this bit um, in the book yet, but I'm sure that I will put some visuals on socials very soon when I've kind of got to this bit. But I know that there are two um, different types of food groups that um, you can eat at different points. So I'll go into that a bit more in a moment. But yeah, I just really love the fact that overall in your monthly cycle, you can have moments where you um fast more moments where you perhaps do little bits of intermittent fasting so more than 13 hours 13 to 15 and then you've got this period of almost kind of switch off of um relax if you will um during the last phase of your cycle where you don't do any fasting at all um so I really like that and what Dr Mindy Peltzer's referring to um with allowing your body to move around with your cycle changes and um, first of all it's got a lot to do with the uh, hormone levels rising and falling um but also it's to keep almost keep your body guessing a little bit um because the more comfortable your body um gets in a uh, kind of in a rhythm in a cycle um the less effect it's going to have so The fact that you are gently moving in and out of these moments of fasting and then perhaps non fasting, the better your body will respond um, because of this gentle and almost good stress that you're putting on your cells when you are in these fasting moments. So um, that's probably the best and easiest way to describe it. Um, Dr. Mindy Peltz goes into loads of detail about this in her book, um, which I adore um and have taken it all in um but it's very difficult for me then to spit it all out so I would definitely recommend that because she, um, she will do a much better explanation than this than than I will um but yeah just going on to the food groups um the different kinds of foods to eat at the different points of your cycle because again I said that different food groups will um support the different phases and the different levels of fasting So there are essentially two different um, categories of food. So you've got these power phases for um, your food, which is where you have the ketobiotic type of diet. And that is during day one to seven, which is the winter phase. And then the part almost just after ovulation. um, So that little point where... I mentioned earlier about being able to perhaps lengthen the um, time of your fasts um, just after ovulation when oestrogen starts to drop and progesterone starts to rise. So that's kind of days 16 to 19. So it's almost um, the last bit of that summer phase um, before we then move into autumn. Um, So those are the times where you can have that ketobiotic diet, the power kind of phase to really support your hormones best and support your body and support your fasting. And then the two um, other times where you'd almost uh, flip this around, um, Dr. Mindy Pelz calls this other type of diet hormone feasting, which again, I really enjoy because it's it's really showing that you can support your body with the food, um, which is lovely. And during these times, you'd have... hormone feasting between day about 11 to 15. So that time where oestrogen is really ramping up to um, create uh, that release for your egg. So that would be a time. And then also that beautiful nurturing phase between kind of day 20 and day 28. So the last bit of your cycle, that luteal phase, um, where you wouldn't be doing any fasting at all. So I'm trying to fill your meals with, um, lots of lovely food that your hormones can essentially feast on, um, is great at those points. But yeah, as I said, I'll try and find, um, the kind of visuals for that, add some foods, um, that you can go away and perhaps create some dreamy, uh, dreamy meals, um, with (laughs) for those different types of things. Um, but yeah, I think, I mean, there's just so much in this book that is, absolute gold so I really really do recommend it to anyone who is either struggling with their hormones or it's really good for thyroid there's loads in there about um, how it can really support um, cancer patients Um, how if you've got a reoccurring injury, the longer fasts are really good for helping the body almost uh, repair itself from the inside. So, so, so much amazing information in this book. So I would really, really recommend that um, you go and get it if I haven't said that about 50 million times during this episode. But yeah, shorter episode today, um, partly because I've been just uh, super busy um, yoga work wise this week and um, hadn't quite been um what's the word uh prepared probably enough <laughs> I'm gonna go and do a podcast interview um tomorrow but that will that will be coming out in a couple of weeks time but um yeah I just wanted to pass on the love for this book because I just think it's incredible so if anyone has read it and wants to um message me leave a comment um then please do, because I'd love to hear other people's thoughts and feelings and opinions on this book. Um, But yeah, lots of love to you all. Have a great week. And I'll be back next week with an amazing listener story. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Just Pause podcast to help this podcast grow please subscribe to wherever you listen to your podcasts and if you have a spare few moments just write a review because that will really help boost this awareness of the podcast and get the word out there because I think it's so important that all women have access to this information you can also follow the podcast on instagram and facebook at just.pause.pod See you soon!